I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. In the studio with me are the CEO of the Delaware Art Museum, Mike Miller, and the Manager of Marketing and Public Relations, Jessica Jenkins. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's a pleasure having you here in the studio today. The Delaware Art Museum, a, a more than 100-year-old institution in uh, the greater Wilmington area, with a, an incredible history, an incredible resource to the community. Now, it's no shock to the to our listeners that you've been in the news quite a bit lately for some decisions made by the board of directors to uh, sell a couple pieces of artwork. But that's not really what we're here for today. I'd really like to give you the two of you an opportunity to talk about the Delaware Art Museum as a resource to the community uh, and the mission of, of the art museum and the nature of the programming that you do that you envision for the future, and how this decision by the board, not everyone agrees with it, but how that decision will allow the art museum to move forward in service to the community. Well, great. I'm, I'm happy to know that we're not going to talk uh, 100% about the uh, the sale of art. I think we've done that uh, uh, quite a bit lately, and, and but I think it's something that we do need to address as we go through this. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the mission of the museum really is to bring art and creativity to the community. Uh, as you know, we have a collection uh, of 12,500 works. Uh, and, uh, you know, those, are, those mean something to, different to everyone in the community. Uh, I'm not, a, by background, an art person. But over the years, I, I was there as a CFO for a while. I've grown to love the museum and understand that it's something different to everyone that comes through the door. Uh, which is sort of the beauty of it. Uh, people come in there to contemplate. Uh, they come in to do research. They, they enjoy the artworks. Um, so there's a, everybody has a little different reason for coming into the museum. The other thing that drives uh, a lot of what we do is education. Uh, I don't know that how, how if everybody understands that, that we really are the foundation is the art, but we, off of that we do a lot of education. We have studios where people can take classes. Adults and kids can take classes. Uh, we have about 12,000 school-aged kids come through there every year on tours. They take classes. We have camp. Um, so it's uh, – and we also have a lot of social events that try to bring people in the community together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very, very valuable resource. We, we believe it adds a lot of value to the community uh, and um, it'd be a shame if if it weren't here. Could you speak to the range of of art that does exist within the, the museum yeah, as we, as a resource? Yeah, we have a, a a varied collection, and this is typical in most regional museums like ours. And that uh, it's varied because we have grown the the uh, collection over time through gifts. So uh, I think, as most people know, we have, if you know, in the papers they've talked about our pre-Raphaelite collection. Uh, uh, the majority of that came as a gift through from from the Bancroft family, uh, and we have a, a large collection of Howard Pyle, and that really was how the museum was formed. The basis for the formation of the museum, he he died. They had a large collection, and a, a group formed to to acquire that uh, his collection of pile illustrations. Um, we also have a fairly large collection of John Sloan's, which is part of our American collection, uh, and that was given to us by uh, a, a local person who uh, was a, a Sloan uh, 
Um, well, actually, Helen Farr Sloan gave us most of it. It was just his second, John Sloan's second wife. But Betty Cromer also was part of that and, and, and was a big contributor to the museum. Uh, we have uh, a fairly nice uh, uh, and growing contemporary collection. Uh, again, most of it through gifts. But you know, what's nice about that collection is it largely comes from local artists. So it gives the one of our missions is to, to highlight you know local artists, and this uh, gives them an outlet for for uh, that type of work. So, um, I, I Jessica, have I forgot something? Oh, you're right on point. Um, and we also have rotating special exhibitions throughout the year, about three a year, um, and they typically complement parts of our collection. Um, we recently uh, closed an exhibition of Scott Heiser's photographs, um, a Wilmington native. So that also ties back into um, contemporary art, the local community, um, and a Wilmington, Wilmington native. Um, we also have an Outlook exhibition series, which features artwork from community groups. You actually apply to have your work featured in this exhibition space, um, and a group will come together, submit that proposal, um, and then they will be on display for about two months. Um, and it's a great way for us to reach out to the community and get them involved in the museum and promote local artists. Um, they're all local artists. Um, and that series is booked up through 2016 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Now, the the recent uh, financial challenges, not that the challenges are recent, but the recent awareness to the general public of these challenges, largely go back to the, the expansion, the, the physical plant expansion back 2004, 2005, I think it was. Yeah, the, well, is, is I that think right? the, the, the bonds that's to support the, that it worked was – were issued in 2003. Okay. Okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, and, and again, I'm not going to ever judge whether that decision, a lot of people are trying to say, should we have done that? Right. Uh, and, you know, I'm never going to judge that decision. Uh, I think probably it was a good decision based on the facts they had at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's turned out that it's, it's really put a burden on the financial resources of the museum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one would have made an assumption that the uh, stock market would be flat for 10 years. Right. Uh, right. The, and, the, the question I have, though, with that is, I mean, clearly it, it presented a financial burden for the organization. But let's look at the flip side of that coin. What has that expansion allowed the art museum to do uh, programmatically? Yeah. Well, the, 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 one of the big drivers at the time was uh, we were we – were, had – had collections that were gifted to us, and we didn't have space for them. We also had uh, inadequate and subpar storage facilities. Uh, people might not realize that we have a 12,500 uh, uh, works of art in our collection, and probably I think it's less than 10%, <laughs> certainly less than 10% are on display, which is quite typical of museums. So what do you do with the, the, uh, the 12,000 or so that aren't on display you have to have proper storage uh, and and to be able to protect them. And those works are rotated. So what the expansion did, one of the main goals, one of the big goals was to give us the storage facilities that, where we could protect and preserve that that art. I mean, our, our, the museum's responsibility is to preserve the art and conserve it. And so that was one of the drivers. Uh, the other driver was, again, to add space so we could put more on the wall and, and share it with the public. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about storage, we're not just talking about some 
big open warehouse somewhere. I mean, there are all sorts of climate control issues to yes. take into consideration. Yeah, and 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 special moving, you know, shelves uh, where you can hang the, some of the work can't be laid down; it has to be hung. So, it's a uh, we do some behind the scene tours uh, for groups and for uh, for uh, individuals, and it's a, a fascinating tour because. It gives people the opportunity to see see that kind of storage and really what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. For, for people who aren't familiar with the art museum, could you uh, just give a little bit of background about uh, the different um, uh, venues within the museum, the different wings, the, how the galleries are structured? And I know there's an outdoor sculpture garden and, and so on. Yeah, the, the, there are, I think, 17 galleries uh, in total, some are small, some are large, uh, and uh, different different collections are in different places. We have some museums, Gallery Ten, which is a large one off of the the east end of the uh, museum um, for traveling exhibits. Uh, like Scott Heiser was is was in there, um, but the 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 other other like the pre rafts are in certain galleries and they'll stay there, but. Others will we'll rotate, as we as we said about the stuff out of storage. Uh, you'll enter into uh, a, a fairly large entryway, and then the, muse- the museum has um, uh, galleries off of that. So different collections are, are, are in different specific galleries and don't move. Uh, we have the sculpture garden, as you say, the Copeland Sculpture Garden. Uh, and it's, uh, has a lot of interesting, uh, works of art. I think my favorite is the, the crying giant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we, then we have a wing for, for dedicated to, uh, studios where we, uh, have four galleries, uh, uh, you know, different types of, we have pottery and jewelry or jewelry shouldn't be, it's, it's, uh, metal smithing, metal smithing mm-hmm. yeah. a painting but a studio, make, uh, and a painting studio. And then, um, the children's studio. Children's studio, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is used for classes, workshops, um, and for other programs that we have where we're uh, pairing the collection, a little tour, and then an art activity. So we really use that space a lot. Mm-hmm. That actually leads me into the next topic I'd like to pursue, but let me first remind our listeners you're tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guests in the studio today are Mike Miller, the CEO of the Delaware Art Museum, and the manager of marketing and public relations, Jessica Jenkins. Um, you mentioned briefly the, the children's programs. Could you speak uh, about the Delaware Art Museum as a teaching institution? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we exist is um, for education and one of the reasons for 501c3. Um, So our education programs are are very important to us. Um, So we have tours that come through. We partner with many schools in the area um, to bring children in uh, so that they can learn about the collection, learn about art, learn how to see, learn how to think. Um, Also to become more confident. Um, You know, there are a lot of Children that come in, they're a bit shy. They start to get familiar with the collection. They start to do art activities. They start to do things really well and and learn those relationships between shapes and color, Um, and it really builds confidence. Um, And we have a lot of students that have come through um, who have gone on to become artists or to work in art-related fields. So that's really important as well. And then also pairing art and science and math. Um, There's a lot of relationships with that, and STEAM and STEM is becoming very popular and something that we need to exist for as well so that we can pair um, different things that they're learning in school um, at the museum. And then art programs may be cut as well in the art um, 
art departments of schools, and then we can take that um, and really complement it as part of their studies. How do you work with the schools? What kind of outreach is there? What kind of you know relationship exists there? Well, we definitely do a lot of tours. So we have um, them bring children in on buses um, and, and go through the museum, work with educators and docents. Um, we also do outreach at the schools where we have our educators actually go um, and talk about the same types of concepts, um, art-related concepts. Um, and we work with a lot of different ones in the area. And that's we expanding do, all the time. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. a, uh, a special fund called the Red Apple Fund. Mm-hmm. And it's a scholarship fund, and we actually will uh, give scholarships to school groups uh, that allows them to uh, to come in for free, and we also provide transportation, so we pay for for all of that. So it's a it's a big outreach uh, for us. And uh, uh, again, I don't know if you've been at the museum, Paul, when the, the hordes of kids come through <laughs> there, but it's a really cool thing <laughs> yeah. uh, to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, an institution the size of the Delaware Art Museum relies on both paid staff and volunteers. You mentioned the docents. Could you speak about the docents and? who they are, and how they come to be docents, what's Mm -hmm. required to be a docent? Absolutely. We have a fantastic core of docents. Um, They are dedicated. Um, Some of them have been with us for years. Um, Some of them have art backgrounds. Some don't. Some have teaching backgrounds. Um, But they all share a love for the museum and a love for art in some way. Um, So they will work with students uh, from the schools. They'll work with adults. They'll be part of lectures. They'll be at our events to give tours. Um, so they do a lot of, of work um, at the museum, and, and we couldn't do what we do without them. Uh, so they're very, very important. Um, and they go through a training program, actually through our education department. So they are trained. They know the collection. They know the collection very well, and they can answer questions that anybody has. Um, I was a docent at another museum at one point, so I understand also going through that process and really just loving to give your time uh, to an organization that you care about. Uh, I have seen docents at work at the art museum with with young children, and it really is fascinating how they can can have the the, the youth in front of a mm-hmm. painting and really help the, the child explore that painting. As, as a docent, could you speak to that? How does yeah. how does that work? How do you engage that child with that piece of artwork for the first time? Oh, there's nothing better than seeing that look on a child's face when they they kind of get it. Or they're using their imagination to, to make connections to what's happening in the story. And uh, because we have a lot of illustration um, in our collection, it tells a great story. We have pirates. Um, we have, you know, a lot of things going on, um, you know, romantic situations, mermaid. Uh, so you, you can really kind of create your own story based on that. And, and at the same time, learning about shapes and color and relationships to those uh, two things. Um, so you, you you see that connection on a child's face, and it's yeah. fantastic. And it's not only just the the smiles on the kids' faces; it's also mm-hmm. adults. And mm-hmm. yes, and uh, you know, docents will do tours, and I would encourage our visitors to take advantage of those and arrange mm-hmm. for one because there's a there's a fascinating story behind each work of art, and the docents know that story, mm-hmm. and and it, the, you know the the painting look it means so much more to you when you know the story behind it. It's a it's a nice way to go through that. I've done that a couple times, uh, several times, and it really makes a difference on how you look at that uh, that work. And, mm-hmm. and the artists themselves have very interesting lives, so you learn a little bit more about that as well, and, and it gives you a better understanding of what you're looking at and why it's important, why it's in the museum, um, and why we continue to display it. 
Now, I was on your website uh, before I came into the studio, and on the homepage alone, so many different programs and initiatives mm-hmm. are, are highlighted, mm-hmm. featured on, on your homepage. Our art is after dark. Art is now. You mentioned the studio art program earlier. Performance now. Could you mm-hmm. speak to some of these special programs and, and how they fit into the the total picture of what the art museum provides as a resource. Sure. Um, well, Mike mentioned earlier that the museum is different things to different people. So Art is After Dark really um, is for people who are looking for a social uh, component to their uh, museum experience. Um, it's uh, on Fridays uh, each month, um, and it's from 6 to 10. So it's after hours. So you can come after work, you can enjoy a drink, um, you can enjoy dinner, and then you can go through the galleries. We also have music, tours, uh, films, so it kind of gives you a different slice of the museum um, as part of your experience. Uh, you mentioned Performance Now. That's an upcoming exhibition. Uh, it's a traveling exhibition of performance art. Um, this is the first time we've had performance art at the museum, um, and it's documentation of performance art. You you won't expect to see an actual performance while you visit. Um, you'll see monitors. You'll see recordings. Um, and you'll see how the artists actually documented their performance, uh, the original performance. Um, and it's really important for us to have that here in Delaware um, because it brings something different and it complements our contemporary art collection, which is really important to our curators um, to be able to explore that as a subject um, and for us to present it to the audience. Uh, so that's coming up uh, this summer. And then you also mentioned um, some other stuff that was on our website. We have um, classes uh, that rotate throughout the year. Um, We have summer session coming up soon, variety of workshops. We have stuff for adults, for children, for teens, anything from, you know, just learning how to paint, learning how to draw to more intense classes where um, the advanced students will really learn uh, new techniques um, and try new things, try new mediums while they're there. Could you speak to... um First of all, before mm-hmm. I forget, could you uh, tell our listeners how they can find out more information about Absolutely. the Delaware Museum? Uh, <laughs> you can go on our website, delart.org, and everything is listed there. So we keep that up to date. We have a calendar of all the events that are coming up, tours, classes, um, anything else that you're interested in, you can find there. And what does when are you open? What you know? What are the hours? What what kind of admissions offerings incentives do you have? Well, we are open uh, Wednesday through Sunday. We're closed Monday and Tuesday, um, ten to four, um, and then twelve to four on Sundays. And Sundays are free. So um, if you know you don't want to pay admission and you want to come by, bring lots of family and friends, Sundays are the day to do it. Um, we also have a cafe, so people can come and enjoy a cup of coffee, enjoy dinner or lunch, and relax. And then once a month on select Fridays, we're open from 6 to 10. So that's just a special extended hours, um, and you just need to check our website for that information and for all those dates. Now, the, the Art Museum has been a very active member of the greater arts community in, in Delaware. Could you speak, either Mike or Jessica, to the role of the Art Museum as as sort of one of those bedrock institutions and the role of col- where collaboration fits into your programming, your, your mission? We collaborate with other organizations all the time. Um, I'm on the committee for the Brandywine Museum and Gardens Alliance, mm-hmm. um, and we work together um, as a group to help market each other. We, we have a thing called the Passport where you can um, buy one and you get a free admission, or not free admission, um, you get discounted admission to uh, 
11 different organizations in the Brandywine Valley area. That includes Longwood Gardens, the Brandywine River Museum, the Natural History Museum, DCCA. So there are a lot of um, organizations that we partner with in order to help share resources. Um, we also do a lot of things for events, events uh, for sponsorships, partnerships, um, and also to bring in other organizations to help us with those, those different events and programs. You occasionally, I believe, feature small performance ensembles as well, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, we, well, these are partnerships with, that we uh, have with local community organizations. And, uh, uh, you know, we have Chinese New Year's uh, where uh, uh, it's a great uh, day at the museum uh, with all kinds of performances from, uh, from that community. Uh, uh, we've recently had a, a partnership with the uh, Lahore, which is the the Indian Pakistan organization mm-hmm. that uh, there were uh, a lot of a lot of uh, there was a there was a fashion show there were uh, performances by uh, uh, young and old uh, uh, with uh, Bollywood type dances and that mm-hmm. type of thing it was mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun uh, and yeah we bring in uh, all kinds of different different types of partnerships with organizations that will do that again that's a great uh, you know we view ourselves as as a community resource and a, that that brings people into museums who might not come otherwise. We hope they come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's a uh, it's a way for these organizations to to uh, help us, and we help them. So it's a it's a nice, really uh, rewarding for both parties. Mm-hmm. We've got about thirty seconds left. What are the current exhibitions that would really pique people's interest? Well, right now um, we're our. Rotating exhibition spaces close um, as we prepare for installation of performance now, and that mm-hmm. opens uh, mid-July. Uh, we also have another performance um, art exhibition opening uh, mid-June, uh, which is historical performance art, and that's um, curated by our in-house curator, Margaret Winslow. Um, so that kind of sets up the performance now exhibition. We also have um, our Gallery 17, which was recently reinstalled, um, and that's also contemporary art. Great. Well, Mike Miller and Jessica Jenkins, it's been a real delight to have you in the the studio today talking about the Delaware Art Museum and what a wonderful resource it is to our community. Thank you. Thanks for having us.